Welcome to the Mike and Micah podcast presented by Legendary Sports Network. This week we have me, Mike, on the call along with Micah, Prime, and LQ. How are you guys doing this week? Everybody good. Everybody straight. Yeah, everything good, bro. So, we didn't have a lot to talk about this week when it comes to sports. The only thing that was here this weekend and the past week really worth talking about was the All-Star Game and the whole All-Star Weekend festivities. Uh, my first question has to deal with All-Star Weekend as a whole. Are there any changes that you guys would want to see made to All-Star Weekend since ratings have been going down each and every year? Yeah. Um, preferably, personally, I would just put the uh, slam dunk contest maybe in the middle. Maybe not first, but uh, definitely not last. I noticed, like, the last couple years, I think uh, 2016 is when Stephen Clay went back-to-back in the finals. Um, that was some amazing TV to watch, and I feel like if that was last as a main event kind of thing, the whole weekend, the Saturday night itself would be a little better. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Um, dunk contest isn't what it used to be. Like, especially, you know, we don't get a lot of the big stars doing it anymore. It's nice to see Amadou Diallo do them dunks because those are good dunks and stuff like that, but it's not the Vince Carter dunk contest and stuff like that. So we'll probably move it to the middle. Maybe put something else, the three-point contest. I mean, that's always been a pretty good show of who really the best, and it's good competition. So maybe we do that, but I think something does have to change. Yeah, All-Star game. The All-Star game was pretty good, I guess. Um, dunk contest is bush. It's no real superstars in it anymore. I do think they should take away a dunk contest for one year, and I think they should play um, – do like a one-on-one tournament with like at least eight players and the top eight players. Like I think that would be more better to watch, and that's like the mat the last event to to watch. You know, KD, LeBron, Harden, AD, stuff like that. Everybody's playing one-on-one. You know, then you got the winner. I think that would be a lot better for the uh, All Star Weekend. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. That was actually going to be my suggestion. Having a type of a King of the Hill type of tournament where you have about eight to ten players going ahead and seeing who is the best uh, one-on-one player. I don't really like the Sam Dunk contest when you don't have any big names. It was cool this year, nothing too exciting. The three-point contest has shown year in and year out that it's now the most exciting thing, unless maybe Zion comes and saves us all next year for that dunk contest. But I also do believe for the three-point contest, if we can also have like maybe two or three big men in the league also have just throw their name in there, because I like the little the big men now that are in the skills competition. Let's throw a couple of big men in uh, the three-point shootout. But my second question has to deal with the All-Star game specifically. We've seen that they changed it up from east to west, and now teams are drafting. Has that significantly helped the All-Star game? Does it seem like the All-Star game is now a lot more fun than uh, the previous, what, three years before that? Um, in terms of format, I feel like it's a, it's a pretty good format. I think I prefer this drafting format rather than the uh, previous east-west format. The uh, – show that they showed on Thursday night where they did the draft. I think that was pretty cool to watch. Uh wish we'd seen it last year, though, but it's fine. Um, as far as the teams and the score and all of that, you're going to get a high-scoring game. I think uh, when they had East and West, I think they were kind of closer to 200 than they were this weekend. But uh, all around, I think it was a pretty good game, even though it was pretty high-scoring. You've seen a lot of flashy plays and things like that. So I think it's a even though the ratings, like you said, have started to decline year by year. But, sorry. Yeah, I mean, the All-Star game is what it is at this point. I think 
you know, the changes they made having different teams led by the uh, person that gets the most votes and everything. That's a good idea just because it splits it up and we really get to see just a more open game. I think, you know, a lot of times we see the West kind of dominate or the East kind of dominate just because this is how it goes some years. They have better players and stuff like that. I think it was a good mix, but the All-Star game is what it is. Um, The new format is good, but I honestly think they shouldn't even do the draft until – like, I guess, whoever, how many weeks it is or days. I think they should really literally do the draft the day of the game. And then, like, a pickup yeah, game. Like, literally, I want you That's to love. you, and then y'all just go out on the court. Like, you know what I'm saying? I think that'd be way more lit. And then you yeah. already have the jerseys ready for both, uh, you know, whoever team. I mean, yeah, they're they making to. them both colors anyway. Yeah, so, so that like, shouldn't be too hard for them to do. They should just have them ready, and then y'all just go play basketball. At that point, you don't really even need a coach for all-star games and stuff like that. I mean, I mean, it looks good for TV, but I think they should do it on the same day of the game. I Yeah, I actually like that idea, I, that idea a lot. That would definitely make it a lot more interesting. But I have a question with now that the East and West format for the all-star game has gone away, do you think it's going to be possible in the next couple of years for the playoff uh, playoffs that we see one through 16 since we've seen – such a disparity between the Eastern and Western teams and how good each team is. Um, I feel like the one through – I've always been a fan of the one through 16 format uh, just because of how weak the East has been in previous years. But uh, with the decline of, I guess you would say, the top, and it's kind of like a free-for-all and everybody for themselves, with LeBron leaving the East, I feel like it's uh, pretty more wide open. Um, as you know, he used to run through the East – every year just about, but now that he's out, it seems pretty fair and even. Um, one through 16 yearly, I don't think it'll really be a possibility. I know Adam Silver is experimenting and trying a lot of new things, but I don't really think that'll work out. Yeah, as good as, like, one through 16 really sounds when, you know, a lot of years we saw <clears throat> when Bond just dominate the East. Um, one through 16, I like it. I, I mean, you know, it is what it is. One through sixteen, it's like you get the best. But a lot of years, it would have been a lot of West teams, and it would have been a Rockets, maybe Warriors finals and stuff like that. Um, I like how the conference really bounced out since LeBron left. Um, it's good for the East. You know, we're seeing the Nets get chances. We're seeing different teams get into playoff roles. So, I think it's good for the East that LeBron actually left. Um, for the West, it's always going to be competitive. So, I think the conferences are really balanced right now. We might see some surprises in the playoffs. Um. I don't really – I mean, I guess 1 through 16 is cool. I mean, I wouldn't really be a big fan because then at that point you have to take away conferences and, and uh, you know, and all. Like, there's no division champs. I mean, obviously those really don't mean anything. But, I mean, you have to take those away. and You have to – it's no point of, you know, it's – I mean, I guess it's all right for being as far as competing. But I just kind of – I like the East versus West. I mean, it it gives it some type of clarity. But, I, I mean, if it, they, you know, if it does – if it does happen to 1 through 16, I wouldn't be, you know, mad about it. But I just wouldn't – I just wouldn't want it to do that. I don't know. Personally, for me, I like the I like the 1 through 16 rule. I think last year we – I think everybody can read the finals should have been the Warriors and Houston Rockets because – Whoever won that was going to win the NBA Finals. The Cavs basically uh, stood no chance, and we saw what happened once the Warriors won that series. They took care of the Cavs rather easily. I think that the conferences were made because of 
back in the, the day, they had troubles with traveling. You have to take trains. But now everybody has, like, private jets. Everybody's getting to games super quick. They'll be back home the next night, the, next, the same day as the game, actually, sometimes. So I don't really see the point of having one through eight. I do believe you can still keep your, um, your divisions that you're in. I don't think that, that really could affect the divisions. Yeah, you guys can be Eastern, Eastern Conference and Western Conference, but it's still the top 16 teams that get into the playoffs. Because right now, if that was to be the case, we have – we have teams that in the East that would probably make the playoffs right now, like the Charlotte Hornets, the Detroit Pistons, and the Miami Heat, who are all fighting for that last spot. They would not be in the playoffs. And the Lakers, who aren't the best team right now, 28 and 29, they would have, have a shot to make the playoffs. The Brooklyn Nets, the Sacramento Kings, and the Clippers, who have had better years than those bottom teams in the East, are not in the playoffs in the West. I think it should be the best 16 teams. I think we should have gotten a Warriors-Rockets uh, finals last year, but... Instead, we get to see another East and West team. I just think that at this point, we've seen everybody has private jets and we've seen uh, what happens when there's a lot of disparity in the East and the West. But with that, do we have any final comments on All-Star Weekend or anything concerning the NBA before we move conversations? Um, Really quickly, before you get off that, do you think if we do go to the uh, 1 through 16 format that we would uh, shrink from maybe 82 games? No, I think you can still play your division. You can still go ahead and play your division games if you want to. Personally, I, would, I think that for the best NBA, you play a home game, you play an away game for each team. But I think for records-wise and all of that, they want to keep the 82-game format. So I do believe you can still keep your division, uh, your division the same and you play your division still and you still play the games that it is right now. You just get the 16 best teams. If that means that Western Conference teams are playing teams from the West and that's still – how it stacks out, then so be it. But the way that that is right now, even the Western Conference teams still playing those um, top teams in the West, they're still ahead of the bottom of the East. Agreed. Damian Lillard should have been MVP. That's about it. Yeah, I can see that. He brought them back from 18 now. But, you know, it's KD. Team Brown was stacked against Team Giannis, but we knew that from the beginning. Team Giannis put up a good fight, but I mean, yeah, once, it, once it came down to crunch time, uh, Team Braun finally decided to. They had the Braun factor. <laughs> they started to wake up yeah, and play. They had the Braun factor, bro. Um, yeah, I just because I've seen it maybe uh, about three million times today, I just feel the need to bring it up. That lob was ridiculous. Katie and uh, Katie and Kyrie look to be have buddy best buddies. Uh. At the All Star Game, is it is that an insight onto anything we might see during the summer? They're saying he might go to the Knicks. I mean, I think it's I think maybe. Yeah, I think they're stretching it. Yeah, it's just smoke. Or you guys think it won't be on the Knicks? I can tell you that. I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't think the Knicks are a real possibility there. But who do you think Bradley Bill was recruiting? Chris Middleton. It's KD. KD to DC. It's got to be KD. KD coming to DC, man. Chris Middleton retirement. <laughs> Nobody Dirk. wants to go play with Bradley Bill, hey, right? Katie, Katie to DC. <laughs> Told Dirk to come back for one more year after seeing those uh, three point shots hit. But from that, we're moving from NBA to the NFL to a conversation we had earlier in our group chat. So I want to start with Ant because I think he may be the one that's spearheading this uh, this conversation uh, that we have. Kylo Murray has declared for the NFL draft. There's been a lot of talk about his height and his weight that he's not going to be able to be an NFL quarterback. 
I believe that he can be an NFL quarterback. I know Micah believes he can be an NFL quarterback. LQ, I think you believe that he can be. Uh, uh, I'm kind of in the middle, but I was yeah, playing. yeah. That's what I say. I, I think you're you're kind of in the middle there, but Ed believes he's going to be able to survive in the NFL. So I want you to lay out your point Ed, on why you believe that Tyler Murray is not going to be a franchise quarterback in the NFL. Okay, we all know Tyler Murray got talent. We all know he threw for 42 touchdowns and seven interceptions. Threw for 4,300 yards. That's all cool, but you're playing in the Big Twelve, and defense is unheard of. Okay. I know he had to, he played against that game against Alabama. Had a very, sh- very shaky first half. He looked scared out there. Second half, he started putting some putting some drives together, but he also started running the football a lot. He ran for over for 100 yards and scored on a touchdown, a rushing touchdown. The NFL is a grown man's game. He is five, he is around five eight, five nine. He doesn't even weigh 200 pounds. You're gonna have 250 pound to 300 pound lineman chasing his ass every Sunday I don't know if he's going to be able to to take that beating I mean maybe if you get him put him in the offense where he's in shotgun he has a lot of quick throws and stuff like that but I don't really think he can withstand the beating that's going to be coming to him so when you say that do you mean uh he won't succeed because he'll get hurt or he won't succeed because of his game um, it's, it's, it's kind of like in the middle because I don't really think, you know, I, like I said, I thought, I didn't think Baker was all that, but you know, he proved me wrong. This is going to be another scenario where Kyler Murray is going to have to prove me wrong. You know, he, Baker was a little short. Um, yeah, he didn't really run too much, but he's still in a, a, a conference where, you know, it made Sam Bradford look good. You know what I'm saying? So I don't, it's, he's just going to have to prove it to me. Michael, see, my thing about that is I feel like you're misassuming how the NFL teams want to use him. I see. I think they want to use him more like the West Coast, the spread offenses we see now, or maybe like a, getting him in the Kyle Shanahan system or something like that. You know, a similar type, not literally with the 49ers. Um, Kyle Murray's arm talent for me is so superb that I think he is going to be fine in the NFL. Like, they want, like, he has, I believe, a good arm talent for a rookie. I mean, I won't put him in the elite category. Yeah, I almost said it for real, but he was playing against the Big 12 defense. So, I mean, it is what it is. But I think Big 12 quarterbacks really translate well. We see it with Baker. And I think, you know, the trend going to more open game, it's just meant for him. I think, he, I think he'll survive. I think he'll be fine, really. Yeah, and I think that's, that's where I'm coming from with the Kyler Murray debate. Kyler Murray – they said that his style when it comes to in the pocket is similar to very similar to Drew Brees, where he takes usually quarterbacks will take three step drops, but Kyler Murray, because of his height, will take five to seven step drops. People are saying that, oh, his passes will get padded, uh, batted down. But Kyler Murray did not have, he was out of the quarterbacks that are coming out. I think he had the least amount of passes uh, batted down in college. Yes, that could be because his uh, receivers got open really quickly. He was able to get the ball out of his hands very quick. But if he's going to a system like there's been discussion about the Cardinals where he's going to be a coach with Cliff Kingsbury, whose system is that Texas Tech air raid offense, I think that he has a situation he's going to be able to succeed. Yes, there are situations where I would be very scared for Kyler Murray, just like the Miami Dolphins where he's projected right now by Mel Kuyper's 2.0 draft where they don't have a great O-line. They don't really have that star receiver right there or the Redskins who don't really have 
anything going for them offensively. So he would have to make a lot of things work. But I do believe if he gets drafted into the right situation, there's nothing stopping him from not being a good quarterback. I think that he has similar talents to Baker Mayfield and is a better runner than Baker, Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield didn't really run this year. Kyler Murray went during the season also is not, is not a true runner. You don't see him as a runner. He wants to pass first. And I think that's what's going to propel uh, Kyler to be a franchise quarterback over over every single Haskins, who I think is the best quarterback in this draft. Yeah, I mean, comparing them to other rookie quarterbacks that are in the league right now, Josh Allen, I think, like Josh Allen, Sam Darnold, you know, Josh Rosen. Um, I think he translates well. I think his game fits better already than theirs did in the NFL we see in the last season. They all got significant playing time, and neither three of them really truly impressed. Uh, the best rookie quarterbacks were Baker Mayfield, Lamar Jackson, um, I think really he will be fine, just to put it blankly, like his arm talent, his you know, he's a really pocket passer that can run, which is a great skill to have. Um you added on with Dwayne Haskins. Um he's probably the best traditional type quarterback you want. Um he had a great season at Ohio State. He's ready for the league. He's gonna be a good starter there. Uh but I just think Kyler Murray's if you try to sleep on Kyler Murray, he's gonna be bad for the whole league. Oh yeah, that, I, that, and that's and that's where I think I think Kyler Murray's that type of player that he can be very electric. I don't think that he's an RG three because RG three tried to get every single yard possible. Kyler Murray played baseball, knows how to slide. RG three did not know how to slide at all. Kyler <laughs> Murray is a lot smarter than that. Those people that they compare him to, and I mean, if we compare Kyler Murray to Lamar Jackson, Lamar Jackson's obviously obviously bigger and has a better build and might be a little bit faster, but he also is a better passer than Lamar Jackson. And I think if he gets behind a good old line, I think there's no problem with him succeeding. And I think he'll probably, he could have a better rookie year than Lamar Jackson. I mean, yeah, that's, that's what I was going to say, man. It honestly depends on his situation, man, because if he's drafted by, like you said, a team like Miami where they have no true direction, it's, it's not going to work. But if he gets drafted, let's say, late round to a team like the Patriots. We all know how that's going to turn out. So I just think it's all according to where he lands. Why couldn't he go to a team, you know, like uh, not necessarily Redskins because Lord have mercy, but um, (laughs) (laughs) even Miami, you know, Miami, I think, was 9-7, and 10-6. So, like, they're not a bad team. You know, they have – no, they don't have the number one guys, but if you want to look at – if you want to compare him to Lamar Jackson, who was that game changer that was on the Baltimore Ravens offense? Yeah, you had Michael Crabtree and John Brown, but those aren't household names. You know, uh, they we drafted some tight ends, uh, Mark Andrews and Hayden Hurst, but those were unknown, you know, unknown guys coming into the league as rookies. So, you know, why couldn't he go to a team like the Miami Dolphins? I mean, so when I'm saying this, I mean not necessarily just the offensive fit. I mean, like, the whole team around him. I feel like if he has a chance to – I think he needs to sit personally. Oh, yeah. Um, I think I, I think at least, he needs at, to least sit, yeah. at least Fresh one year, yeah. Yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't think they want starter. So, that's why I said maybe, like, a, a team like the Patriots would be a, a good fit for him. Um, if not the Patriots, I'm looking at some late-round teams that could snag him. I mean, the Raiders have a, another pick at the end. I don't really know how – Comfortable they are with Derek Carr, so uh, oh, that could, oh, that could no. be another destination. Yeah. Oh no! I, I the think skins, <laughs> hey, the skins are a legitimate destination, but I'll leave it at that. 
I want him to go to the Redskins. If he goes just to the Redskins, so y'all, just so y'all can root for him. I want he, y'all to. If he goes to the Redskins, the Redskins, the Redskins will be a lot better than any quarterback that they have right now. And honestly, the Reds, the Redskins also, they don't have, they have a top ten line in the league. They just get injured a lot. When everybody's yeah. healthy, healthy, that's, bro. That's a, that's a top ten line in the league. But they were calling the Hogs two point but I leave it, bro. Yeah, the Hogs. Who's gonna leave it? The Hogs one point did not did yeah. not get hurt like that. But, yeah, not at all. But to your question, uh, <laughs> going to a specific team, like you said, LQ, I think it's more the organization than just like what's go- what's going on in the team itself. Where I know people are gonna like, oh, the Browns. Baker Mayfield had a pretty good season once he came in, but the organization had been changing. They fired their coach. There's a new GM in town with uh, John Dorsey, and we've seen how the organization has shifted. The Baltimore Ravens are known for being one of the classiest and best organizations in the league where each and every year they're always in some type of uh, playoff contention. And it wasn't working out. Jackson came in and electrified uh, the league. And I think if we can get a similar situation when Caller doesn't start from day one, maybe he sits the whole year, starts the next year. Even if he comes in halfway like Baker and Lamar, I think he can have a similar, uh, he have a similar output. But when we saw, Josh Rosen, who started the whole year, and he didn't, <laughs> he didn't really do anything. Sam Darnold had an, had an up-and-down rookie year, and Josh Allen, I believe, didn't start the year, but he also was up-and-down. So I think Josh Allen going to be all right. Yeah, I, he he exactly. He's a great runner. He is a great runner. I'll give him that. But I think he's going to be all right. He got, got, he, got, he got something they call a live arm. Yeah. You know, that joint. Why, yeah. Why can't, that it's very live. Why can't he be Big Ben? He, he can. Be it's just I just haven't seen it yet. I'm not saying he can, bro. All these rookies, bro, they could do. They I could I, get there. Bro. I don't think Josh Rosen can do it. I, yeah, I, 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 I think Josh Rosen is uh, actually pure ass. Like uh, <laughs> they compare him to Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, it's just because he wants to do it. It's just because he went to UCLA. That's all, bro. UCLA and Cal. Um, I got to see another year of Rosen, bro. I didn't see enough. I got to see another year. I mean, if you really want to be honest. Kingsbury. Who, who was around him? I mean, you got Larry, you got Larry. David, but that Steve Wilkes was a defensive, you know what I'm saying? He was yeah. a defensive-minded yeah. coach. I yeah, think they fired their offensive coordinator twice. Like, yeah, I yeah. think I think their new head coach. If they get clipped from Texas get, Tech, yeah. I mean, they're going to be okay. I think I think he'll be all right. Uh, Josh Rosen, even, even we saw Sam Darnold did the same thing. Like, he didn't really have a – Todd Bowles' defensive. Sam Darnold at least had – a couple of games that popped out here and there. Josh Allen had a couple of games. Josh Rosen, I don't remember one moment <laughs> from the season. Not a, not a single thing that he did during the season. He actually, you, you acting like you acting like you acting like Josh Rosen not about to get traded to the Redskins so they can get Kyler. Hey, 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 we're not we're not speaking of that. <laughs> that ain't that ain't gonna happen. It's, we're Josh Johnson right now. That's a, that's my yeah. That's, I mean, Josh Johnson, that's, that's my QB. That's, I'm not gonna lie. That's my QB right now. That's my QB. Josh Johnson has more effective. But do you think that uh, do you think Kyler Murray is better than every other quarterback besides obviously Dwayne Haskins number one? Do you think he's better than absolutely. every other quarterback in the draft? Absolutely. There's no yeah. Um, absolutely. I don't really see that it factor that everybody sees in Drew Locke. So if he proves me wrong, that's outstanding. But I, I just don't see it as of right now. Nah, I think Kyle is definitely the second best. It's just a two-man race with them, too. Everybody else is, you know. <laughs> Haskins, and listen, 
Hassan's going to the Giants. So Giants. That, that's that's yeah. confirmed. That's it's locked. It's locked. Oh, right. But the they talking about Kyler to the Giants too. Nah, I think they, nah, uh, Gettleman. Gettleman is throwing some smoke, saying he came out and said that you know that he they worried about his height. I think I think they throwing smoke screens. I think they 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 take they'll take Kyler. I think so. Before I before Haskins. I think so. Why not? If Haskins if bring Kyler, if you bring Kyler Murray in. You got Saquon and you got Odell. I mean, Dwayne Hoskins. I mean, Dwayne Haskins clearly the better, better of the quarterbacks. But like you said, Kyler Murray has be electric factor. Yeah, he has that it factor, and he'll bring more crowds. He'll bring more people to the seats. So I don't know. I I don't. I don't think that's a smart move there. I just think it's beautiful how he can go from anywhere from one to thirty-two. Literally, he can. Yeah, but he, he's not. He's not falling out of the first round. That's 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 definitely a guarantee. Oh, no, I think, I think if he does, but anywhere in the first round is ridiculous. If he does, wherever he goes, he's it's going to be bad for the rest of the league. Do you think anybody's going to trade for him? Uh, I think trade, like trade up. I think the Jags mm-hmm. might. Ooh. If they're that desperate, it, yeah, that desperate. I think they can trade uh, up. I watch. They beat Teddy. The, I'd watch the Broncos. Even after trading for Flacco? So have, like, Flacco play the next two years and then Kyler sit behind him? I mean, shit, Flacco just did it this year, playing that one year and then got his ass up out of there. Elway's not smart. (laughs) (laughs) Elway's not smart enough for that. He always picks the wrong quarterback. I mean, I think there's a couple teams that might might need quarterbacks. You know, you got Tampa Bay. The skins. I think bro. I think the Ra- I think the Raiders are the, I, probably the biggest sleepers. I think they'll yeah, find a way because yeah. they got since they got three. They got, and, yeah, they, they got if they got picks. if they got three in one round, you can take a miss. If you know if he turns out not to be good, all right, you had three of them, so at least two bro, of them. Gruden is weird, bro. He's gonna <laughs> find a way to get whatever quarterback he wants, and he's gonna try to get the most out. Of the so if he feels that. Kyler is that guy. I really think he'll pull the trigger and do it at four. Hold on, so so they trade Derek Carr. Carr. Derek, yeah, Derek Carr. Carr. Yeah, I think I think I don't know. I think Derek Carr might be. I like him more. I like Derek Man, Carr. They, the was, Jaguars. they were saying a couple. Of years. Yeah, that might happen. Actually, that sounds good. Night. Yeah, <laughs> that's actually a perfect fit. Yeah, that fits very well. <laughs> right, that's what they need for real. I think John Gruden isn't a big fan of him, and I, since they're having the Vegas move, I think they want a big, a big name to go ahead and be like, "We're coming to Vegas, and we're coming with Kyler." Like, if you're going to Vegas, you're like, "Damn, I got Derek Carr as my quarterback." But if you got oh a Heisman winner Kyler Murray coming in, you're, you're, I think you're a lot more you're a lot more excited. And I think that's going to be like their mindset, thinking of where we want to go with the future, and also. Derek Carr's uh, contract is not is not friendly at yeah. all, and they're trying to tank right now, basically. So, yeah. but I got one question from each of you: What is one person you want your team to draft in the in the com- upcoming draft? Devin White, mm. linebacker, LSU. He he he's <laughs> a baller. <laughs> if not Devin White, I, I'll take Greedy. Uh, I'll take Devin Bush, uh, Byron Murphy, cornerback. Uh, uh, I said one person, not the whole damn draft. <laughs> my man, man. Yeah, my man is Calvin for it. I feel you, bro. You need to make sure your boys get the right people. Defense, man. I feel you. If I had one, if I had one, if I had one person, I mean, I'll take. I want the receiver from Arizona State, or oh, I'll take Night Kill, or yeah, or I'll take the running back from Bama. I seen his highlights today. He's, he runs hard. He's kind of similar to Mark Ingram. 
But I definitely want that receiver from Arizona State. He he goes up. Yeah, he's the it. best receiver. He's the best receiver in the draft, in my opinion. But you guys, some people like Hollywood, Hollywood Brown. Hollywood. Ooh. Is, yeah, Hollywood is. Yeah, man, the Steelers still is mess around. And get him, bro. Just cause. I think. I think. Yeah. I think they should. Just cause. I think. Yeah. That, <laughs> please, please. That's new. Give him. Give him. Give him eighty four. Give him that eighty four yeah. number. So everybody he can keep their even, He wouldn't even do that. Yeah, he wouldn't do that. Like that. Just, yeah. You wouldn't even do that to him, but I think the Steelers nah, would be. The Steelers say you don't got a choice. <laughs> you <laughs> you got to how we can draft a, an amazing receiver in the sixth and seventh round. So if we do that with our first round pick, I'd be very <laughs> upset. <laughs> For me, I think I want to go with DeAndre Baker, the cornerback uh, out of Georgia. Georgia. Yeah. The Redskins uh, front four is pretty good. Their linebackers are iffy. We got Ruben Foster coming in now. Everybody was laughing at us when we picked him up, but he's in the clear now, so he'll be playing after his, what, two or three game suspension. We need help in the secondary. Uh, yes, we do. And wide uh, receiver. Yeah, I really need help at wide receiver. Like, I, think yeah, wide I, was... receiver I think wide receiver, we have to go later in the draft because yeah. because we, we don't have, first of all, we don't have any safeties. We have one quarterback in Josh Norman who is declining each and every year and his money is going up each and every year. <laughs> we had HaHa Clinton Dix, who we traded our fourth-round pick for, who yeah. is not good at all. He could not tackle. We saw it Thanksgiving. Oh my we saw um, two spoons who was going ahead and talking uh, to the media after games and getting cut uh, before the season ends. And then Quentin Dunbar was our other quarterback who was a wide receiver turned quarterback. Cornerback. So – we don't we don't have anything in the secondary. So I think when you start building that up, UGA, DeAndre Baker, he's gone against the SEC, fast wide receivers, um, all all uh his senior season. I think that's the best best choice right now for the for the Redskins. Yeah, Mike, I have to agree with that. Um all I gotta say though is don't sleep on the Redskins really actually taking Kyler Murray. Because it really <laughs> might happen. And I, really, I really believe this, like it really might happen. It's not and if it happens, I have to prepare for it. Like the rest he's, of will do something like that. If he goes to hey, D.C., he's going to die. Dan he's Snyder. going to die. <laughs> that he field has, is terrible. He, he has bats. nobody to throw to. <laughs> Dan Snyder. Josh Dotson is that kind of Paul player. Richardson. Come on, he will man. get He will get everybody sold on Kyler Murray. He got everybody sold on Deion Sanders when he was, like, 39. Like, it, it... Oh, best believe, if we draft Kyler Murray, I'm saying Bro. that we're making the playoffs next year. Oh, I'm, 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 I'm not going to lie. I'm saying that we're making the playoffs. Like, I'll, I will, we're getting a Heisman. I'll be hyped. But I think he should sit the entire next season because we all know Jay Gruden is going to be fired after next season. So he just needs to take a seat before we can bring in our offensive coach and Kyler is going to take it to the promised land. Truthfully, he might not even, like, he might not have the choice to. I mean, as great and as ideal as that sounds, what is the rest of his quarterback situation outside? Yeah, if we do Kyler, draft him. he's a week one starter. He, Bro, he's a day we, one preseason starter. Like, we got Colt McCoy. I, let Colt McCoy like take care of this season. You can't put Kyler in this situation. It's it's a dire situation for the Redskins. You're right. You, you can't put him in this situation. Start, all right, so you start Colt McCoy and then just like infuse Kyler. But Until, it's really just like if you have Kyler on the bench, I'm just I feel like if you go out for a quarterback, you gotta let that man go. Yeah, we saw we saw good situations. I mean, not good situations, but more ideal situation in the Browns and the Ravens with Baker, you know, and Lamar getting that midseason start. But I mean, I feel like if the Redskins really do draft Kyler, they're going to be sold in on him. And regardless of what happens in the free, uh, me, next season in the front office, uh, Kyler's going to be the guy going forward. So he'll get the day one start, I think. 
that's i mean it's we, unfortunate yeah, yeah I, it, I wish it, it I, it's not ideal it's really not ideal very unfortunate but i think that's that shows like how each shows why the steelers and the ravens have had super bowls and the redskins are still are still searching for this are still searching for that one man. i said it bro i said it earlier <laughs> only people that can talk about football really about wins <laughs> is these two dudes right here <laughs> Anybody they, else? They've seen Super Bowl wins, bro. We just we have, bro. It's bad. And I don't even want. I don't even want. I don't even want to keep talking about the Super Bowl win, only because I mean, as a fan, yes, we won the Super Bowl. I had tears down my eyes, but it's just like I want to see more. Like I need to uh, see. Uh, I need to see <laughs> wins, man. Like, I want to see like, one. I need Joe Flacco. Is, Joe Flacco is not even my quarterback no more. So yeah, I'm gonna still talk about him and rap for him, but. It's the Lamar Jackson era, and we need Le'Veon Bell. We need we need everything right now. What do you seriously see from Lamar Jackson next year in the Ravens? Honestly, well, the re-option obviously is not about to work no more. So I think now that this is as like training camp and OTAs, this is this is going to be you know he's the starter going into all of this stuff. Now um, we got a new offensive coordinator. Uh, Marty, Marty Morningweg, um, he will run the ball three straight times, three straight read options. You know, like it was very predictable about our offense. Um, so, I mean, I don't really expect him. He's not going to throw for 30 touchdowns. But, I mean, if he can throw for around 20 touchdowns and, and you know, run for about 10, you know, I, I find that successful. He's not the most accurate quarterback, but he doesn't have to be Drew Brees or Peyton Manning. He just – I mean, we just got to keep the games close, and then he has to be able to make that it factor play and try to win the game. Yeah, definitely. And one more question for you. Uh, who do you think is the biggest challenger for you guys to win? Because I think right now you guys are obviously the favorite for the AFC North. Who's the biggest challenger, the Browns or the Steelers? <laughs> it's the Browns. <laughs> because ooh, it was around week three, we lost to the Browns in overtime. Granted, Joe Flacco was the quarterback, you know. The last game of the season to us to get to playoffs. That was the most nerve-wracking game I've ever watched in probably the past three years of watching on the Ravens. And they came down to the defense. In three straight years, the defense let let me down around – it was a Christmas day, and last year we lost Beautiful. to the Bengals. You know what I'm saying? So, finally, they they held up, but it's definitely the Browns. They, the Steelers lost. Le'Veon, Antonio Brown, Juju Smith-Sisters – He's a great wide receiver. James Conner is a great running back, but they're not going to scare me like dude, those two are. Nobody understands how to stop <laughs> the best receiver <laughs> in the league. And when you strap AB, you got to strap Le'Veon. It's just, it was just too much. So, you know, I'm not really worried about the Steelers too much. LQ, how do you feel about that? All right. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. the Pittsburgh Steelers. Season since 2003. The year is 2019. That's 16 years of consistency. I don't understand how two to three players can ruin that 16 years of consistency. About 80% of your your best players. (laughs) Wait, 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 wait. I know AB has, I want to say, maybe about eight to 9,000 yards and a Averages about 112 receptions a season. That's a lot of production that we <laughs> won't be getting. It's understood, but I feel like uh, with him gone, perhaps he's not even 100% gone yet. Le'Veon, we could, we could just 
make an X to that because I don't I don't think that's gonna happen. I would love if he does come back, but um, aside from that, I feel like uh, worst case scenario would be eight and eight. But uh, I think that we can realistically go anything from a uh, ten and six to eleven and five. We have a second place division schedule. Thank you, Ravens. So we'll be playing teams like the Buffalo Bills and the Dolphins and the Cardinals. So those are some gimmies that we lose gimmies. So it's kind of hard. To <laughs> you, went, you went eight, seven, and one with Antonio Brown. Now you're gonna go if ten and six with without four him. of those games by three points. Kicker fell one time. Uh, there was a lot of penalties on a play that backed us up another time. And uh, shout out Boswell. Schuster fumbled another time. So uh, there's a you lot of things that we were really you... close in and decided by literally one play. So um, if we correct those mistakes, uh, make some changes on defense and uh, throughout the offense, how to spread the ball around a little bit more since we don't have one dominant threat to throw it to, I think we'll be fine. Do you really think Juju can be a uh, number one receiver? Um, so when you say number one, I think he could be maybe like a, a Adam Thielen level, you know, number one, not necessarily like a Julio Jones dominant DeAndre Hopkins number one. I'm, I don't see anything like that. But uh, maybe like, you know, Cole Beasley was the number one receiver before Amari Cooper showed up. Like I, I see him in a role like that. I don't really see him having a amazing 2000 yard. I don't I don't see that. that I don't think that's really realistic. So if if Juju is that in. In that role, let's say that Cole Beasley role, who else do you have at wide receiver? James Washington? Is that like uh, we have James Washington, <laughs> Eli Rogers? I mean, he, like, like hey, these aren't we is not worried. Y'all, I think y'all are <laughs> drafting <laughs> receiver. We got them corners, you know, Jimmy Smith, Marlon Humphrey. We still got Eric Weddle back then. Look, man, we is not worried about these. You know, AB puts fear into your hearts. All right, <laughs> every time I literally see eight like. Ben Roethlisberger look at AB and just lob it up (laughs) and like and then Brandon Carr gets burnt or Jimmy Smith you know miss times a jump like literally like uh, Lord have mercy all right so and uh we'll revisit this (laughs) and uh I I literally cannot wait to say I told you so I'm glad this is hey it's on record anything less than eight and eight it's beautiful It's, it's our record now, and I think that's going to do it for this episode. We'll be back next week to talk some NBA. Maybe we'll have another NFL uh, discussion if nothing interesting is popping up in the NBA. But for Micah, for Ant, for LQ, and for Mike.